For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. Stand-up comedy. Like life. Doesn't let you feel too good. It doesn't let you get too big. When things are going real well, it levels you out real quick. Tomorrow, uh, I'm flying to New York City. Country Mouse is going to New York City uh, to the Comedy Cellar. I'm doing shows Sunday, Monday, Tuesday at the Comedy Cellar or the Fat Black Pussycat or the Fat Black Pussycat Lounge or the Village Underground. It's all the Comedy Cellar umbrella of shows on the same block. I'm doing nine sets in three days at the Comedy Cellar. Sort of like a comedy fantasy camp. I mean, they're paying me, but I'm... It's also like a fantasy camp because it's going to cost me a lot of money. But it's a place I never thought I would be doing sets at. I never thought I would be like... I would be able to email and say, hey, I'm going to be in New York City. Comedy seller, can I do sets? And they would say, here, do nine of them in three days. It's amazing. In a couple weeks, I take my special in Spokane, Washington. Finally, a giant budget thing that should turn out amazing if all goes well. I'm working Vegas all the time for really good money. But tonight, I ate my own asshole. (laughs) In a backyard show in Buckley, Washington for someone's 50th birthday party. It's not even, I didn't exactly eat my own asshole. I don't have the flexibility for that. It's not even that I bombed. I had some moments that people laughed, but it was just a rough, grind it out, no one paying attention, people walking around. The guy whose birthday it was was just yelling the whole time, not paying attention to the show. It was uh, impossible. It was impossible. And as I stood in their backyard... I was actually thinking about where I'm going tomorrow, and I'm like, you know what? Good. Yeah. You're past at the Comedy Cellar, but this is also who you are. 50th birthday party in Buckley, Washington. I only booked the gig a couple weeks ago. It wasn't through me. But uh, the guy who booked me was like, 
you know, you're not open a couple Saturdays from now, are you? And I'm like, I am. And he's like, it's 600 bucks. And I'm like, what, what do I not want 600 bucks? Okay. Also, I got tipped 150. So, you know, fine. I lose money on the comedy cellar in New York City. I make money. Struggling at a Buckley backyard. There was a guy cartoon drunk there. Just so drunk. He actually played guitar before the show started. Quick impression of that. There, you get it. And like he would come in and out. He would go, you know, there's kids running around, but they also, the only thing they would respond to was dirty jokes. So, sorry kids. But he would literally, he kept getting up, the drunk guy. He kept getting up from his seat. And then he would go with the children who were playing uh, the timeless children's game of hit and chase the balloon. This drunk 38-year-old man was just running around in work boots, hitting a balloon with the kids. I'm like, all right, this, what is happening? But at one point he came back in and he was being real loud. And so I said, I, I was like, oh, I'll do some crowd work with this guy. I'll, you know, hey, sir, are you married? And he was like, yeah, she's a bitch. I'm like, okay. The whole show was an hour and 45 minutes long, which is way too long for a good comedy show in a backyard to be. But, you know. I had to do 45 to close it out. I I would say I had about 30 that so was okay. And then it just kept getting crazier and crazier. I don't end a lot of shows by just saying, okay, I think that's it. I'm going to go. But this was one of them. And then they immediately set off fireworks as soon as we were done. I don't know if you ever watched the show uh, Deadliest Catch on the Discovery Channel. It's about crab fishermen. Uh, but birthday party guy's uh, neighbor, I can't remember his name, but he's the captain of the Time Bandit, which is one of the ships that's on that show. So he was there. A crab ship captain was at the show. Uh, he, I don't, he was gone by the time I performed, but I think he went back to his house and passed out because he was uh, like beyond hammered. But it is kind of funny to see someone... I haven't watched that show in a while, but I, I used to watch it. And every time I would see that guy, you'd just be screaming at his crew like, What the fuck are you doing? I'm like, he's going to yell at me. I know how angry this guy is. And I don't know anything about crab fishing. This isn't going to go well. Anyway, comedy giveth and taketh away. That's what I'll use for my uh, my intro tomorrow night. 
when I'm doing four sets at the Comedy Cellar. They'd be like, how do you want me to bring you up? Uh, say I did a 50-year-old's birthday party in Buckley, Washington last night. Oh, and say um, a guy from The Deadliest Catch was there. Uh, highlight of my night is uh, someone was there's four comics total and when the first comic was on stage doing his damnedest trying to get their attention uh, and the second comic I could see nervously waiting for his turn and you know we're outside we're in the I mean I don't know this guy had money whoever he was this big old house and uh, so we're outside and I see leaned up against like this shed is an actual a shovel there's a shovel in the shed. And so while the first guy was on stage, I walked up to the second guy waiting with a shovel. And I go, here, do you need this? That dumb, you have to dig out of a hole joke uh, was the highlight of my night. I should have left then. That was the peak of the comedy I had to provide for that backyard. How would I describe the clientele of this backyard party? I mean, rural, you know, Buckley, Washington, it's not a big city. Rural. Some Let's Go Brandon hats, you know, that kind of shit. It looked like a backyard full of people who bought the clothes from those Facebook ads. You ever, seen, you ever seen those Facebook ads that are like, well, whatever your name is, my, you know, my last name's Rutledge, so it'll be like, it'll be an ad for a shirt that's like, it's a Rutledge thing. You wouldn't understand. Some of those Facebook ads are insane, or maybe you guys have a different algorithm than I do, but it'll be like a shirt that says like. looking at my daughter, you should know I have a shovel and a gun and I'm not afraid to use it. Like, what? Huh? This is aggressive and weird. I'm a daddy's girl, which means he'll kill you and you'll never find the body. Like, wait. Who's buying this shirt? Instagram shirt ad the other day. The shirt they wanted to sell me said, Who ate all the pussy? I don't know. It wasn't me. I was raised right. I leave enough pussy for everybody. Sometimes the algorithm is insulting. You're like, you think I would buy a Who Eat All the Pussy shirt? No. Would I buy some boxer shorts that said Who Ate All the Pussy? <laughs> no, I would not. I 
I don't know who ate all the pussy, but my daddy will bury your body and shoot you with the biggest gun you've ever seen. Buy this shirt for $48. Jesus Christ, I'm doing a show with David Tell tomorrow night. Tonight I'm getting screamed at in the backyard. I feel like you guys don't know what I'm talking about with those shirts. You just think I'm insane. But I, I get all these shirt suggested shirts that are just insane. It'll be like, I got thick thighs and a pretty smile, so I get what I want. Like, wait, huh? You can get a lot of stuff with thick thighs and a pretty smile. That shirt's right. I don't really have thick thighs, though. I, I'm going to have to get a shirt that says, I got no ass and I've never had a cavity. Oh, seriously, you guys. Who ate all the pussy? I brought enough for everybody. There was this, I was talking to one of the other comics. I forgot. There was this scam. I guess it still happens. But it there's like a comedian scam where someone messages you and says, Hey, will you make a birthday video for whatever? My daughter, my friend, my wife. And I'll give you money. And then I, I guess... I don't know what the scam is, but at some point it's a scam. Uh, and I have gotten that email, but someone else told me it was a scam already, so I ignored it. But I was thinking about that because I, I just, I got one a couple weeks ago that was like, I mean, this is kind of fucked up, but it's like, it said, I have cancer. I'm your biggest fan. Will you send me two signed t-shirts? I deleted it. Is that bad? Is that bad? I mean, my shirts don't cure cancer. What do you want from me? Two? I think it was a scam. But I don't know what it was. But also, if it wasn't a scam, I do feel kind of bad. But, like, you know... It's kind of a big ask. Can I have two free shirts? Now I feel like an asshole. Why did I tell you I deleted it? You didn't need to know that. I don't think, just the way it was worded, it felt like real scammy. Sometimes I don't know what the scam is. Like, I, I get these text messages that it's like, it'll be like some random number, you know. I'll look up the area code. It'll be like, Connecticut. Oh, yeah. But it just says, hi. And then I'll be like, hey, who is this? And they're like, oh, you don't remember? 
and I, it's gone long enough that they'll sit, they'll be like, oh, this isn't Gary or whatever, and I'm like, no, it's not, and they're like, sorry, hope you don't, hope I didn't ruin your day, and then they'll like send me a picture that's like some hot Asian girl or something, I've never gone beyond that in the question answered, but I'm like, what is the scam, what are you trying to get? What is your oops, I texted the wrong number scam? How does that, what do you get out of that? I've never, I've never figured that out. I mean, do people just panic? You get, you see a, well, nice to meet, it'll always be like, well, sorry, I texted the wrong number, but it's nice to meet you. My name's whatever. How are you today? Here's what I look like, and then, you know, in some like catfishy photo. Are there dudes who are just like, oh my god, you're beautiful! Here's my bank routing information. What's the scam? I think I'm too far on the other side on the scam thing. I don't, you know, I'll get like a text that's like, you didn't pay your cable bill, and I'll be like, oh, really? Who is this? I'm like, oh, it's Xfinity. I didn't pay my cable bill. I don't believe anything. I know like a smart professional lady who had like a sham uh, online relationship. Like, you know, she was single. And like, oh, you know, I met this great guy. He, I don't know where he lives. Somewhere else. Italy or some shit. Somewhere not close, right? He gets me. We're in love. And then eventually it got to the point where it was like, hey... Uh, I'd like to come see you, but I'm having a little financial trouble. Perhaps if you could send me $1,500, I could, you know, it turned into that. And then at that point, she was finally like, okay, this whole thing's bullshit. So at least she never sent the money, but it's still like... It works. That catfish shit works. I delete a lot more emails than uh, and messages than I used to. I just, you know, not that my social media stuff is like so successful that I'm just constantly bombarded with messages, but like it's more than it used to be and I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to, like, value my own time. And, you know, I'm very grateful for everyone who listens uh, and enjoys my comedy or watches or whatever. And I'm not discouraging people from messaging me. If you're listening and you have something to say to me, say it. But... When it's like, hey, 
I'm a big fan of your comedy. I've always wanted to do comedy, and I just went to my first open mic. Here's a video of it. What do you think? Any pointers? I'm not watching it. I'm not... I would have five years ago, two years ago, whatever. But I'm like, I can't. I can't do this. I always wanted to get into comedy. Any advice? That's... I can't. No. Or sometimes it's like, you know, I'm having a conversation and I just have to leave the conversation because it gets to like... You know, it starts with them talking about my comedy. I say, thank you, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, three days later, it's like, I'm eating eggs for breakfast. What are you up to? I'm like, I can't. We're not. We can't do this. Sir or madam. And I I had a conversation with another comedian about that because I was telling him, like, you know, maybe my therapy's working, but, like, I'm trying... I don't... I'm trying to be a lot less people-pleasing, you know? And he, this other guy, and, you know, he's at a different experience level than I am, but he's like, I respond to everyone because every... every single thing... Like, that person who asked you for comedy advice... You might eventually do a show in their town and they could bring like four people. So then there's five people at the show because you were nice. And I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care if they come to my show. I mean, I want everyone to come to my show. But, you know, it's, I'm not going, I can't chase every single thing like it all means something. This guy I'm talking about, he had noti- he has notifications for every time he gets a, a Instagram message or comment. He gets like a notification on his phone. What, what? That's a nightmare. I like talking to people who like my comedy. I like... chatting with people, but like, what's the obligation? What's the... I know there's the general idea that the more, whatever, I, you know, oh, if I doubled all of my social media, I could probably make more money and... Sure. But like that, I've been doing comedy 22 years. Or maybe I've just been alive for almost 50 And the idea that everything you do is going to lead to something great is fucking ridiculous. Years ago, someone who I kind of knew, I think it was like my wife's friend's husband or something, he wanted to get into comedy. He sent me a message. How do I do it? What do I need to know? I sent him a long, I sent him a detailed, long thing that was like, you know, it's a long road. Because he was asking me questions like, how long till you start making money? And I'm like, it's a long road. 
And most people never get to the point where they could even come close to making enough money that they would call it their job. And only job. And even if, you know, money aside, you can be good for being a brand new comic, but if you're still doing comedy a couple years later, you're going to look back and be like, oh, I was terrible. That's just the nature of, it's not, it's a long road. And he basically responded to my very thoughtful, long-ass email with, like, he didn't say fuck off, but it was, like, implied in the response. Like, you don't fucking know. Who are you to shit on my dreams? And I'm like, I wasn't shitting on your dreams. You asked me what it's like. I'm trying to tell you. That never led to anything. It led to that guy not liking me. But if you message me, I'll, I'll message you back. <laughs> I used to like, people would be like, hey, I'm doing a, a school project. And uh, I want to... I want to interview a comedian. Can I interview you? I said yes to that like three years ago. And it was fine. The kid was nice. But I'm just saying if I got that now, I would not respond. Because I don't want to. I'm trying to value my time. I'm not going to do your podcast unless I know you or it will help me. Maybe you're like, well, it sounds like you're turning into a dick. Well, I kind of need to. I've been a little too nice in my life. But when I'm looking at my schedule, I'm like, you know. Oh, I got to do this, I gotta do that, like, you know, last night I had to do a phone interview for a newspaper article in Spokane, uh, that kind of stuff, that's stuff I have to do, but when I wake up in the morning and I go, oh, that guy's calling me at 1230 for the Spokane newspaper thing, okay, if I woke up in the morning and I go, oh, 1230, I gotta, um, be a guest on this podcast, that randomly emailed me that I'd never heard of. And then on that day, I go, you're an idiot. What you, why are you doing this? Why do you need everyone to like you? I guess my point is, if you have cancer... You could get one signed t-shirt. Two? Greedy. But the reason I deleted that is, is, what am I supposed to respond like? Do you really have cancer? (laughs) Show me the CAT scan. I just got a message from someone from South Africa, by the way, who said they're a big fan. I'm like, holy shit, that's fun. 
then they were like, I've always wanted to get into comedy. Any tips? And I'm like, son of a bitch! It's not true. Alright, I didn't have a lot to say, but I this was my only chance to record because I'm not, not going to want to do it flying back. Or I'm not going to want to do it in New York, I don't think. Uh, anyway, that's my life advice. Don't be afraid to leave people on red. <laughs> you can be nice, but you got to be nice to yourself, right? you got to save your niceness for the most important people in your life. You can't give the limited supply of your good nature. You can't give it equally to everyone in the world. You gotta save some for the people close to you and yourself. Alright, we're calling that a podcast. Bye.